Whenever you hear about borderline personality disorder or BPD, it's almost always in the worst or most extreme of situations. This leads to a lot of stigma surrounding the diagnosis. If you're curious about the actual criteria for BPD and if there are effective treatments for it, you'll want to listen to this episode. Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Johnson. Every week on this show, I'll help you face life's challenges with evidence-based approaches, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. I have spent a lot of my career working with folks that have diagnosed personality disorders, and I can tell you firsthand that there is a range of severity. There are people with personality disorders that you would never guess, and it affects people from all walks of life. I have worked with individuals who are incarcerated, homeless, wealthy, and famous, and regardless of your station in life, untreated mental illness can steal joy and peace from you. As always, if anything I speak about here sounds familiar to you, seek professional services. Now we're going to hit up the DSM-5-TR and explore the criteria for BPD. The first criteria is frantic efforts to avoid real or imagined abandonment. Individuals with BPD often experience intense fears of being abandoned or rejected, leading to desperate attempts to prevent it. These abandonment fears are related to an intolerance of being alone and a need to have other people with them. They may go to extreme lengths to maintain relationships, even when they are unhealthy or detrimental. In popular culture, we most often think of Glenn Close and Fatal Attraction or recent celebrity news. These behaviors can also present themselves as extreme people-pleasing. Many of the folks I've worked with that have BPD will put up with more unhealthy behaviors from partners, friends, and family members than anyone would ever suggest. What's worse is that those with BPD often look at abandonment or being mistreated as being deserved because they are inherently bad or unlovable. The second criteria is a pattern of unstable and intense interpersonal relationships, alternating between extremes of idealization and devaluation. Individuals with BPD may have difficulty maintaining stable and healthy relationships. They may idealize others initially, viewing them as perfect, but later devalue them, perceiving them as entirely negative or unworthy. In other words, they struggle with extremes and can vacillate between seeing someone as an angel or a demon. In the community, there is a term called favorite person, or FP for short. A favorite person is firmly situated on the idealized side of the spectrum. Most of us have identified people in our lives that we prefer to spend time with, like our partners, close friends, and family members. However, with an FP, the experience is that you can't live without this person. You may feel like you want or need to spend all of your time with them and have difficulty with boundaries. Not everyone with BPD will have a favorite person, but it is not uncommon. At times, the FP can even be the therapist, and I have been in that position before. The next sign is identity disturbance. This is defined as markedly and persistently unstable self-image or sense of self. 
Individuals with BPD often struggle with a consistent and coherent sense of self. They may experience frequent shifts in their self-perception, values, goals, and interests, leading to confusion and a lack of stable identity. Much of the long-term work that I do with folks with BPD relates to helping them to define who they are, what is important to them, and their boundaries. The fourth sign is impulsivity in at least two potentially self-damaging areas. BPD is associated with impulsive behaviors that may have harmful consequences, such as excessive spending, substance abuse, reckless driving, binge eating, self-harm, or risky sexual behaviors. For some, it is easy to hide these behaviors from others, particularly in unhealthy environments. For instance, I've worked with lawyers with BPD in the past who didn't realize that some of their behaviors were impulsive because they were seen as normal within their communities. However, these folks were routinely drinking five to seven alcoholic beverages a night and in massive credit card debt despite having six-figure salaries. The fifth criteria is recurrent suicidal behavior, gestures, threats, or self-harming behaviors. Individuals with BPD often struggle with intense emotional pain and may engage in self-destructive behaviors, such as self-harm or suicidal behaviors. These actions are often a response to overwhelming emotions and a desperate attempt to alleviate distress. The next criteria is affective instability due to marked reactivity of mood. Individuals with BPD experience significant emotional dysregulation. Their moods can fluctuate rapidly and unpredictably, leading to intense and unstable emotional states. They may experience intense periods of dysphoria, irritability, or anxiety, often triggered by external events. When you have BPD, you can feel like a raw nerve, and even a gentle breeze can set you ablaze with sensory overload. If you have BPD, you may also experience chronic feelings of emptiness. Individuals with BPD frequently experience a deep and persistent sense of inner emptiness. They may feel a profound void or loneliness, even in the presence of others. This feeling of emptiness can contribute to their difficulties in forming and maintaining stable relationships. When working with one patient, I described it like a sinkhole in your soul. You keep hurling things into the void, hoping to hear a clink at the bottom, but all you're given is a searing silence. The next criteria is inappropriate, intense anger or difficulty controlling anger. Individuals with BPD may exhibit frequent and intense episodes of anger, which may be triggered by minor events. Their anger may be disproportionate to the situation and lead to impulsive or aggressive behaviors. Lastly, BPD can be characterized by transient stress-related paranoid ideation or severe dissociative symptoms. Individuals with BPD may experience brief periods of paranoid thoughts or severe dissociative symptoms, particularly during times of stress. These experiences can lead to distorted perceptions of reality or a feeling of detachment from oneself or the surrounding environment. There are effective treatments for BPD, and I'll provide some examples of some in just a minute. 
but please remember to get assessed and discuss an appropriate treatment plan for yourself if you experience these or any other mental health symptoms. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen. The first treatment I'm going to talk about is dialectical behavior therapy or DBT. I know I talk about it a lot, but DBT is the most widely researched and effective treatment for BPD. It combines individual therapy, skills training, and phone coaching. DBT aims to enhance emotional regulation, distress tolerance, interpersonal effectiveness, and mindfulness skills. For many, this would be the first-line treatment if you have a BPD diagnosis. Another effective treatment that I've used is schema therapy. Schema therapy focuses on addressing maladaptive cognitive schemas and core beliefs underlying BPD symptoms. This long-term therapy helps individuals identify and modify dysfunctional patterns, enhance self-awareness, and develop healthier coping strategies. Schema therapy has demonstrated effectiveness in reducing BPD symptoms and improving overall functioning. Mentalization-based therapy is another effective treatment. MBT focuses on improving individuals' abilities to understand their own and others' mental states, leading to more accurate interpretation of social cues and healthier interpersonal relationships. The last therapy I will mention today is transference-focused psychotherapy. TFP emphasizes the exploration and resolution of internal conflicts and difficulties in relationships. It aims to enhance the individual's understanding of their own and others' emotions, thoughts, and intentions. Medications are often used in conjunction with therapeutic approaches for BPD. Targeting specific symptoms such as mood instability, impulsivity, and anxiety. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs, mood stabilizers, and antipsychotics are some medications that may be prescribed. However, medications should be integrated with therapy, as medication alone is not typically an effective treatment for personality disorders. Did any of the criteria for BPD surprise you? Let me know on Instagram at KindMindPsych. You can also reach out to me via my email at psychologist at quickanddirtytips.com or leave a voicemail at 929-256-2191. The Savvy Psychologist is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with script editing by Adam Cecil. 
Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchings. Our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. And our intern is Cameron Lacey. Follow Savvy Psychologist on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for this episode of Savvy Psychologist. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches Podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches Podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.